0: Hello and welcome to the Mr. Brown Podcast, where I reflect on my journey as an early career teacher, with a special focus on mental health. I am your host, James Brown. Salutations. The first thing I would like to discuss this week is... What was my busiest day ever as a teacher so far? And to be honest, I can't conceive of how I could have a busier day. It was last Wednesday. I was teaching all five periods. I had duty at break time, I had enrichment at lunchtime. I had year 11 intervention after school. So you can think of that as an extra 40 minute lesson after school. And after that, I had a lecture for my MA. And so I don't think I, I start my school day at about 7.30, that's when I get into school and start doing my prep for the day. And on that day, I think it was nonstop up until about five. Now, I say nonstop. I do need to acknowledge my wonderful boss, who very kindly offered to do my duty for me at break. So I did manage to squeeze in about five to 10 minutes of breathing space at break time. But still, it was about as busy as it could have possibly been. Now, why do I mention this? One thing I like to do on this podcast is shine a light on progress because in the hustle and bustle of day-to-day teaching, it can be easy to lose sight of all the progress that you're making. So I, I wanted to compare this day with my first day of teaching during my first placement in my training year. On my first day of teaching, I taught one lesson. It was before lunch, and I remember returning to the staff room after lunch and almost collapsing into a chair in exhaustion. I felt like a zombie. My brain felt fried. And at that point, I think I remember thinking, how how am I ever going to be able to teach more than one lesson, let alone a full day's worth of lessons? yet here we are a few years later and indeed i've taught lots of full days worth of lessons and on this wednesday it was a complete monster of a day and i managed to get through it and i didn't feel too bad afterwards now what makes the difference again i've mentioned this before on the podcast and i think what makes the difference is that when you first start teaching you're having to pay attention to everything and the analogy I like to use is when you first start to learn to drive a car, you're having to pay attention to the pedals, to where your hands are on the steering wheel, to the mirrors, to your gear stick, to all of the other buttons and levers and indicators, and there's a lot to pay attention to in a car. Yet, do enough practice, and you automate all of those things, and Soon enough, instead of getting in a car and having to do a million things, you're getting in a car and just doing one thing, and that's driving. The same goes for teaching. So when you first start, you're having to pay attention to a million things, but with enough practice, all of those things become automated, and soon enough, when you enter a classroom, you're only doing one thing instead of a million things, and that thing is teaching. And I think that's what makes the difference. And that only comes with practice. Now, you might wonder why this incredibly busy day snuck up on me like this. It's because my timetable has recently changed. And I've taken on a New Year 7 class. And they're lovely. They're a handful, but they're lovely. And they've had a bit of a raw deal. They've been on cover for quite a while. And you can tell that they're really hungry to learn. And I wanted to share something one of them said to me in my first lesson with them. She asked me, sir, are you the head of maths? And I said, no, I'm not the head of maths. That's Miss F. And she said, oh, OK, sir, are you the deputy head of maths? And I said, no, that's not me either. Uh, that would be Mr. R. And she said, oh, OK. What are you then, sir? And I said, well, I'm I'm an ordinary maths teacher. And she said, oh, okay. Well, you know the pyramid type thing, the the pyramid, she started doing a pyramid with her hands. And I said, do you mean the hierarchy? And she said, yes, the hierarchy, the hierarchy. Um, so where do you come in that? And I said, well, I'll probably come nearer to the bottom, really. And she went, oh, okay. Are you above slaves? And and to be honest, I didn't know how to answer that question. I'm not sure whether I am or not. But I think this student, Blesser, had been learning about maybe the hierarchy in feudal systems in history. And she was curious to see how that applied to the hierarchy of the maths department. And so I don't know. Maybe I'm above slaves. I'm not sure. But I thought it was a, a wonderful question. Now, yesterday... I had a teacher training day, and there's a couple of things I want to share with you from that teacher training day, but first, my usual Patreon plea. This episode took around two hours to produce, and I aim to produce two episodes a month. That's four or so hours of work a month that I put into this podcast. If you think that work is worth at least the price of a coffee, two to three pounds a month, then please consider signing up on my Patreon. As always, the link is in the show notes, and you can help me cover the cost of producing the podcast. It doesn't cost a lot, but any contribution is greatly appreciated. And if you sign up, you'll also have exclusive early access to videos of my recording sessions, which I post one week before the episode is released on other platforms. So again, link is in the show notes. Thank you very much. Now, teacher training day. Two things I'd like to mention. The first is on a teacher training day, the roles are suddenly reversed. So instead of being at the front of the classroom delivering a lesson, often you're now sat in one of the seats having a lesson delivered to you. And I think it's nice to be reminded of the student experience every so often. However, in one session yesterday, it was a session on restorative justice conversations. The PowerPoint presentation had a rather confusing diagram on it. Now, it it may not have been that confusing, but I found it confusing. I couldn't quite get my head around it. Another member of staff later explained it to me. So it perhaps wasn't confusing inherently, but I struggled with it. And what I found myself doing was staring at this diagram very closely, trying to figure out what was going on and making no progress. I couldn't quite get my head around it. And whilst I was doing this, I also wasn't listening to the teacher who was delivering the session. And so I lost probably two or three minutes, and probably quite a crucial two or three minutes right there in the middle of the session where I was trying to understand this diagram, couldn't do it. And I also, for that reason, wasn't listening to the teacher. And so I think this drove home to me the importance of making sure in my own lessons that I don't put anything too confusing in my PowerPoint presentation, because I think students like myself are intrinsically curious. They do want to make sense of things. And if they see something that's a bit weird, they're going to try and figure it out. And if they're doing that, they're not listening to me. Now, there is a time and a place for that sort of thing in lessons, but it needs to be intentional on the teacher's part. It shouldn't come up accidentally and come at the cost of students listening to you when what you really want is for them to be listening to you. So that was a helpful reminder. The second thing, we had a session on victim blaming. We were presented with a scenario where a year seven student called Georgina had wandered out of her area and into the year 11 area and she was behaving like a primary school student. Some year 11 students had come along and started bullying her. Then a teacher had broken it up and submitted a report, but the focus of the report had been on what Georgina had done wrong. And so this was a classic case of victim blaming, essentially suggesting that poor Georgina had brought it upon herself. And this, of course, is to be avoided. The right thing to do would have been to have focused on what the Year 11s did wrong. They were the ones with the bad intentions, the ones who had bullied Georgina. That said, in this scenario, and indeed other scenarios like it, there is also a lesson for Georgina to learn. So the scenario seems to shine a light on the fact that Georgina needs to learn where her own area is, so that she doesn't wander out of it in the future. And second, she perhaps also needs to learn how to behave in a more age-appropriate way. And my question is, how do you deliver those lessons to Georgina? How do you educate her on these two issues without implying that it was her fault? And I think that's a really tricky question, because I do believe that in that scenario, it's the teacher's responsibility to help Georgina in these two ways. But how do you do that without implicitly saying to Georgina, yeah, it kind of was your fault. You brought it upon yourself. I'd be very interested to hear your thoughts on that one. Right. That is it for today. It felt like a rather... Hurried episode. I don't think I covered any fewer topics than usual, but I think I covered them slightly more quickly. And that's because on a Saturday morning, I now do park run. And indeed, I'm running more often in general. One of my New Year resolutions was to try to run five kilometers in under 20 minutes. So I have been exercising more. And it has been good for me. I think I'll speak more about this in a future episode. I haven't done a mental health update in a while, but my New Year's resolution to become a better runner has definitely had a positive impact on my mental health. So I need to go get ready for Park Run. I hope you have had a lovely couple of weeks, and I hope the next couple of weeks are lovely for you too, and we'll check in again then. Please let me know any of your thoughts on anything I've mentioned in today's episode. Talk soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please spread the word in person and on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at MrBrownPod or email MrBrownPod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate and review in your directory of choice. Please also consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash MrBrownPod and helping me cover the cost of producing the podcast. Thank you, and talk again soon.